One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we try to deliver is a conversation that is less than fascinating so that you will feel free to just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you, our listener, will listen and sleep. At the very least, we hope you will listen and enjoy. I am your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me is such a dear person and someone I consider a friend, Ryan Turner. Welcome to The Insomnia Project. Thanks so much for having me, Marco. I'm uh, super excited to be on uh, The Insomnia Project. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the guests I have who are friends of mine are actors and comedians like yourself and myself, but we have other skills. And one of your talents right now, which is just blazing, is making belts. Yeah, it's a it's a very odd uh, hobby that I've just kind of fell upon. Mm -hmm. uh, Tell I, me how. Okay, I'm just going to say this for our listeners because they're going to want to see your wares. Go to our show notes and click on Ryan's name, and it will take you to his website. Yes. Now that I got that business out out mm -hmm. of the way, how did you get into belts? Well, I've always um, been fairly handy with my hands, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I. I I originally took on woodworking, but um, not something that is uh, uh, very easily done in a you know 600 square foot condo sure. uh, with neighbors. So um, that had kind of been put on the back burner, and I had taken a trip to uh, Mexico in January, mm -hmm. and I was looking at all these beautiful leather goods. Uh, just just look like a, a, it looked like a handmade personal item that was just really well done, well crafted. And living in Toronto, we're so lucky here that we have so many uh, options, so many things to do. There's not many things that you can't do in this city. And uh, so I Googled. And you can speak to that because you were raised in a smaller city in Ontario, right? Yeah. So it's quite a difference. Yeah, definitely. Tilsonburg, Ontario, um, there's yeah not 
not a lot going on except for corn and tobacco. Right. Um, for anyone who is a fan of Stomp and Tom, he yeah. has a song called Tils- Tilsonburg. My back still aches when I hear that word. Huge and, hit. A huge hit. And if you're one of our international listeners, look it up. It's a great song and it's comedic as well. <laughs> but back to back to uh, being in a big city yeah. and belts. So I got home because I was looking at these bags. And I'm like, these are beautiful. And then – my mind goes to, I, I wonder how I can make one of those as opposed mm-hmm. to spending however many hundreds of dollars. So I I got back home and I just Googled uh, Leather Workshop Toronto. Okay. And the Make Den came up, which is a studio in the, I believe that they've moved, but they're in the Bloor West Village. Okay. Anyway, signed up. I took the class. I learned some basic leather working skills. Wow. And next thing you know, I'm watching... Every YouTube video under the sun on how I can learn more and perfect this craft and and just kind of got into the basic um, – just the – I want to make wallets and bags, but belts yeah. was kind of the the uh, jump-off point. It's like the snake of animals when it comes to making belts. It really Le- is. Leather work, I mean. Yeah. It reminds me of – there was a Far Side cartoon – I don't know if you know the far side. I remember the far side. And it's yeah. like God making animals and he's making snakes like plaster scene. He's like, oh, these are easy, right? Not to suggest that belts are easy, but it just but reminds that, me. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's exactly that. It's definitely the starting point of just kind of getting to know your leather and how it works and what type of moisturizers you need. Wow. And, so what uh, type of moisturizers do you need? Well, there's there's so many different kinds. And uh, I'm, I'm, I eventually uh, just kind of went with a, a basic uh, Neat's Foot oil. Oh, okay. Um, and and this is the guidance of the people at the leather store, okay. Tandy in Mississauga, which is, you know, obviously not the busiest store. Sure. It's no, you know, Sobeys in the middle of downtown right. Toronto on a 5 p.m. Friday. And for um, our international listeners, Sobeys is a grocery chain that we have in this part of Canada. Yeah. Anyways. So anyway, they are more than happy to greet you and talk to you and continue to talk to you. It's called Neat? It's, the the store is called... No, the, the, uh, oh, the oil. Uh, Neat's Foot. Neat's Foot. Yeah, Neat's Foot Oil. So it's it's just a... It's it's not too far off even from an olive oil, okay. which um, others have used as well mm-hmm. for um, um, as a moisturizer for leather. I see. Um, and then as well, you know, you can use mink oil, which you, you know, same things that you would protect your boots with. Right. Um, but eventually I kind of had to find the balance between um, a proper moisturizer and a sealant that would go with the belt as well because... Okay, hang on a second. So you've got the oil, and what the oil does is make the leather soft? Yes. And the sealant does what? So I dye the belts. Oh, you dye them? Yeah. Okay, so let me back up a step. What leather are you using? Uh, cow leather. Cow. Is it a particular grade or thickness, or is all cow leather the same? It's all different. Okay. So there's leather is graded in ounces, and that's essentially the thickness of the leather. I see. So, you know, your small minimalist belt would could potentially be, you know, two to four ounces. Okay. Whereas a leather, a stiff leather belt is probably going to be around eight to ten ounces. I see. Okay. So it's a it's a thicker cut of leather, obviously, because you want that sturdiness and that longevity, and that you know you want a belt to provide over the years. Sure. 
I mean, it does soften up over time, as all leather. true leather will. Mm-hmm. But um, but it should you know retain some of that uh, stiffness as mm-hmm. opposed to you know something that's like a bag strap or right. something. So that's the leather. Then you oil it. Is that right? You use the oil on it, the neat foot oil. Yeah. And then you seal. Oh, when do you dye it? So you're dyeing the, the leather as well. You're tanning it. It sounds like right. Like you're. Uh, I, Correct I, me if I'm wrong. I'm yeah, like this is stabbing like, in the world of leather. Yeah. Okay. So, um, to really backtrack here, okay. I'm going to give you just a just, I love a, it. just a just a breakdown of of what I've learned in the leather world, which has been exciting for me, um, and I'm excited that anybody else is excited to learn about the leather world. Yeah. So essentially, when I go to purchase some leather at Tandy. It's like a hide of leather, a okay. big sheet. And there's two types that I can purchase. I can purchase vegetable tanned leather, which is what I buy. Okay. And that's a naturally tanned leather where they use uh, vegetable oils and such to uh, tan the hide that they would get from um, you know, from um, you a, know. A, I guess a farm or somewhere where they yeah. they, they use um, – cattle for food and then they use the skins for leather yeah, is that like, fair to like, say like the skins that would come you know not to sound too off-putting but the skins that would come off the cow's of course. back essentially would go to either a vegetable uh, it would be vegetable tanned or chrome tanned okay and chrome tanned is a much faster process in tanning the leather and that would provide a softer leather so you know your um, furniture leather or your leather jackets would right. most likely be chrome tanned. That supple, soft, luxurious feeling <clears throat> leather yes. is chrome tanned. Yes. Okay. But the stronger, sort of sturdy, the workhorse leather mm-hmm. is going to be vegetable tanned. Yes. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. So the chrome tanned is going to take a couple weeks to be able to tan one piece of leather, where the vegetable tanned would take a few weeks to a month. I see. But the vegetable tanned you can dye, you can stamp, so you can put in initials, mm-hmm. or you can carve it. Where the chrome tanned is is kind of just once once it's chrome tanned in its color, it's that's it essentially. You can just sew it and whatnot. Um, so I buy the vegetable tanned, and then I will stamp your initials into it, mm-hmm. and then so essentially the process that I would do is I'll buy the leather, I will cut the leather into s- strips belts. I will stamp your initials. I will punch the holes in. Um, then I will dye it to whatever color you prefer for, to match your day-to-day clothes or your suits, whatever you're looking for. And then I will uh, moisturize the leather and then I will uh, seal it and s- seal in any you know, any little pieces of leather that might be kind of frayed or anything like that. Oh, I see. So that's so what it does. I seal in the leather, and then it also seals in um, the dye as well. So it's uh, it's it ends up being quite a process, but I mm. I, I do really enjoy working with it and, and learning mm. as I go. Do you cut the strips into leather strips? Yeah. Okay. So I have I have just a little hand tool, mm-hmm. and this is the nice thing about it as well is that it's all hands on. I don't mm-hmm. have any machinery. There's no power tools involved. Um, everything is done by hand. So I have a simple hand tool that 
essentially you lay out your uh, pad, your your leather, uh, your raw leather hide, okay, essentially, mm-hmm. and you cut. You use a I have like a, a yardstick, mm-hmm. and I will cut one end completely straight, and then you have your hand tool that you essentially set to an inch and a half, an inch, mm-hmm. and a blade just kind of sits in there, and there's a guide, and you just run it all the way down the hide, and it wow. cuts you a perfect inch and a half, inch strip, whatever you're looking for, and then I'll just cut the entire hide like that, set those strips aside, and then as I get my orders, I event- I take one on at a time, essentially, because, you know, people have asked if I, you know, preset Right belts to kind of have them ready to go, but I do enjoy getting the order and starting it from top to bottom. Wow. The yardstick, is it like a yardstick that you would have in school growing up? Is it that that kind of a yardstick? It's 100% that stick. I I have an extra one if you need an extra one. I have a yardstick. Oh, really? My sister's a teacher. Somehow I got a yardstick. I don't know. It's in my closet. I'm not putting it to use. I'm happy to give it to. Yeah. Tur- what, what is the name of your company? Turner Belts? It, it's it's just, it's Turner. It's Turner. T-R-N-R, which is essentially my last mm-hmm. name. Um, it's it's difficult coming up with a, a business name. Sure. I couldn't pull the trigger on right. on a name, and my girlfriend said, Turner's great. Oh, that's, it Turner. is great. It is great. A Turner Belt? Everybody it's, wants yeah, a Turner that's Belt. That's what I've heard. All right, so remind me about the yardstick. I'll make sure you walk home with that. I will. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Can we talk buckles? Yeah. All right. Controversial Let's, topic this right is now. Very controversial. Talk to me about buckles. Honestly, it is a controversial topic okay. because I have yet to find a buckle supplier. Really? I've been even told to go to a value village or to just a second hand shop and just buy cheap belts right. and for repurpose dollars and just repurpose the buckle. Repurpose the buckle. Oh, that's great. So I haven't I know there's Alibaba and mm. these other potential like websites overseas, but you know, it's a minimum of five hundred buckles or something along right. those lines where I'm not quite at that point yet. So um, luckily the leather shop that I purchased my leather from, mm-hmm. they do have um, a nice array I see. of buckles. But I would like to be able to get to a point because this is a, a new business that sure. I have, uh, dove, dove into, dive yeah, into, sure. one of those. Jumped into. Jumped, head head jumped first, into head first. I really did. And, it's uh, almost like you want a blacksmith to create Turner buckles for you. How great oh, would that be? That would be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. If I had... See, my girlfriend's into welding. Really? She just got into it. What a perfect, perfect match. We're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the the seed is planted, and we just need the our our skills essentially mm-hmm. to grow and you know kind of just like a vine, almost just wrap itself around itself. I guess. I love it. I have two buckles. I'm going to give you as well because I want the made into belt. So we'll talk about that later. Oh, beautiful. What do you look for when you're looking for a buckle? What's important to you as a as a leather worker who specializes currently in belts? Well, there's t- two things that I look for right now. I mean, the two f- questions that I'm asking myself out of the gate are, is this a casual belt or is this a dress belt? Right. Um, obviously, with the dress, I'm looking for um, anything polished, a polished silver or a polished nickel or brass. 
Um, but I think for me personally, the uh, un the unfinished buckle, um, something that's a little bit more raw, that kind of speaks to um, the trade that I've been working at, um, and just kind of me in my spare room, you know, I feel like it's it's just something that has a little bit more. Even though my when you receive one of my belts, it is crisp, brand new, but there is like a just a subtle unfinished quality to mm-hmm. it. Like I, you know, even the dye is um, you can almost see like the there's not, it's not a true color. Like it kind of fades in and out. So every belt is it almost looks like it has a brush stroke through it. Like you can see the workmanship. Yeah. In a very clear way, if I can be so bold as to say that. Yeah. Mm. And and I and I I I like that aspect of mm-hmm. it because every belt is unique in mm-hmm. its own way. So, you know, um that's your artistry coming through. Yeah. Right. I, Whereas if you buy a high-end Moschino belt, it's going to look the same as every other belt that's made by that line mm-hmm. under a certain sort of spec that they've decided or determined that their belts will look like. Yeah. I don't know why I picked Moschino. It's not like I own a Moschino belt. They're like $400. <laughs> but a Turner belt is going to look artistic in from your eyes, right? So it's going to have a, a rustic sort of rugged sort of solid kind of feel and look to it. Is that fair to say? Very much so. Mm-hmm. There's no two belts that are going to look alike. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you have your initials on there, mm-hmm. then it definitely won't. But in terms of just the just the subtle differences, even the if I buy two hides, one color will take a little bit differently than the other hide. So if I use the exact same dye, one might be a little darker, one might be a little bit lighter. Oh, cool. So, and then that will, you know, I, I try to look for a buckle that will just, that just seems to fit perfectly with that belt. And I have about 10 different buckles that I'm working with right now. And I just sit there sometimes and try to figure out what is the best match for this purple belt or this dark brown belt right. or this burgundy belt. So here's a question for you. Let's say I have my grandfather's or my great-grandfather's belt, a military belt, and it's it's worn. I can't really wear it. If I was to take the buckle, send it to you, and say, I want a belt with this buckle on it to honor my grandfather, my great-grandfather, whomever, mm-hmm. would you be able to do that? I would. So that would and be a great service. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah, interrupt you. No, and, and I have. Oh. My uncle had a belt that he used. He's a, an engineer, and he uh, is always in his... He's been retired for mm-hmm. about 15 years, and he's always in his workshop in the basement. Right. And he's had this one belt that he's... And good for him. It's down at the last uh, notch right. that he's had for... Uh, I, I want to I think he said 40 years. Wow. So the... And then the leather's still hanging on, right. but it's obviously in rough shape. Sure. So he asked me a couple weeks ago... If I could do exactly that, he's like, this belt means everything to me. I want to keep the buckle. Can you make me a new belt? And two weeks later, I put his initials in there, and he and, he, and I gave him the leather. So he's like, oh, I need to keep the leather, too. I'll hang it up in my workshop. Oh, great. And he's, uh, he's got a, a brand-new look on life with his, with his belt, 40 more years at least. So if you want the buckle memory service, mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it, Ryan, mm-hmm. 
just go on the website and they can do that uh, too. Yeah, that's I would, great. I'd be happy to do that. And that that those projects almost make me even more excited right. because you know it, there's there's already history within the mm-hmm. buckle, and now that buckle can live on for you know many more years. So wonderful. Now I, I will put a disclaimer. Maybe you don't have a buckle that will actually work with how. Ryan makes his belts or your buckle's too old and decrepit, so just be forewarned. <laughs> might not be able to do with all the belts just because I mentioned it on this podcast. Right. But I want to just say this. There's something so lovely and so wonderful when you get something that's handmade by a local artisan that when you wear it, it's so special. And I just want to say I had a tie that was made for me and I picked the pattern, I picked how thick I wanted the tie, how long I wanted the tie. And I got this beautiful tie, it was like no other tie that I have. I'd even call it a cravat, because it's that special to me. And every time I wear it, I'm in love with it, I feel special. I can't help but feel that for someone to get a belt that's not something from, you know, your local local stores that sell them in, in mass quantities, that it wouldn't be as special. Yeah, and that's that's um, that's why I really enjoy this process because I I personally love anything handcrafted. I will pay a little bit of extra money just to get and to know where mm-hmm. your you know, whatever it is that you purchase, you know exactly where it's coming from, and you know that you're supporting that individual sure. or that group of people or whoever it may be. Um, you know, there's 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 something extremely satisfying, and, and maybe it's just a, you know, something primal within us mm-hmm. that we, you know, just maybe that almost I don't know, just like that human quality of knowing where you're getting it. That there's a there's a relationship there because you sure. know exactly who you're getting it from. There's no six degrees of separation right. overseas. It came from you know Walmart at the end right. of the day. That you know, it's a it's a, a handoff. It often pays for itself too, because I find when I purchase things that are handmade by artisans, local artisans in particular. Mm-hmm. For example, I bought a belt for twenty six bucks from a place like one of the box stores that you've mentioned, mm-hmm. and it started to f- like fray apart at mm-hmm. the at the part that you put into the buckle. I don't know what that that end of the thing. It frayed apart within a week of having it. It was oh, like. Boy. I spent 26 bucks for a belt that I wore maybe three times. Mm-hmm. I know that when you get something that's handmade by someone who makes it themselves, especially with good quality material, that thing lasts forever. I bought a pair of boots that were, that were locally made, leather, and it, they, they were expensive. I still wear those boots to this day, and I bought them over 15 years ago. They're my winter boots. Yeah. No other, other boot has ever compared. And whatever I spent at that time, which I thought was a lot of money, it's more than paid for itself. 100%. Yeah. And it's 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 hard at the time to uh, sometimes put up that extra little bit of money, mm-hmm. um, you know, for something like boots or sure. a jacket or even, you know, a, a tie. Right. But you don't really realize it until a couple of years down the line when you look back and you can't believe that you still have this object and you still know that it was even if it wasn't necessarily personalized that you spent a little bit of extra money on something that is so worth its value and 
it's, yeah, every once in a while, I think it's worth, especially for, you know, those things that are, you know, your day-to-day necessities, you know, like having a good pair of boots, having a good jacket. Sure. Even having like a nice, you know, a, a, a nice dress shirt. Sure. Know, something that fits you. Yeah. Tailored, or, tailored shirts are like out of this world yeah. yeah and you know or having like a belt something that you mm-hmm. wear every single day that's a part of you and you know you you want something that's that's going to last just as long as you oh I love that you know that should be your slogan my you know what my I got a back pocket slogan okay do you want to say it or do you want <clears throat> I, I think I'm going to say okay, it okay say it um, that because I, I don't put my I don't have a logo that mm-hmm. I put on the belt or anything. I've put it on my belt right. because I'm wearing it and I have to show mm-hmm. off my business to a degree. Mm-hmm. But when I make your belts, I don't put any logo. I don't put any stamp that isn't approved by you. Okay. Um, so I say it's not about my brand. It's about yours. Oh, that's great. Which I like. I love it. Yeah. Sizing. If I need a belt mm-hmm. or if my friend or my wife needs a belt what should we look at with regards to sizing well do we look at our like how much bigger than your waistline should you be getting a belt essentially well when you buy a belt Mm -hmm. and i've made this mistake before Mm -hmm. where i was kind of out the door on my way out of the door um at a jean store and i just purchased these a few jeans that um, Mm -hmm. i just needed to do some jean shopping essentially And on my way out, this belt caught my eye. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to throw that in there too. The belt said 32 waist. Perfect. Purchased it and then got home and realized that the, a 32 waist belt means that it is the last notch. notch. Oh. Meaning there's if, you, if I put on a little bit of weight, there's no more notches right. left. So what I do is I take your – I'll have a conversation with you as mm-hmm. well because some people will be like, I'm always this. And right. others will be, I fluctuate. Right. So I take that into account. But I will always have, if you want it as your waist size, I will put that as the middle notch. I see. So I will have three notches on either side. If you're a 36 waist, mm-hmm. I will give you three notches uh, either way mm-hmm. to give you some Thanksgiving wiggle room. Oh, I like that. <laughs> How much does a notch represent? So if 36 is the middle, what's the next notch up? Uh, uh, just about an inch. An inch, so it would be 37. Yeah. Oh, just about. Okay, that's interesting to know. So These are the things you don't know until you talk to right. a belt maker. And if you are, you know, a 31 waist, there's you're, there's not a lot of room to go less than that. So, right. I, you know, you don't want a, a whole whack of uh, extra belts. So right. I, I obviously take that into account. So there's always about two or three notches of leeway. Is it fun to make the notch, to press the notch through? Or what's your favorite part of making the belt? I think my favorite part is the uh, rivets that I put in. Okay. So the the notches are okay. Sometimes because it's, it's a, a tough leather that I do use, right. which is great. So there is an excitement in mm-hmm. punching the notches, but sometimes it's hard to get that hole all the way through. Like yeah. there'll just be a little bit of leather that I have to kind of just saw away at. Just right. those little fibers that sure. you just kind of stick out that you have to get rid of. But the rivets that I place on the keeper, and the keeper is essentially once you have done your belt up, uh, you slide the excess belt into the keeper. Oh, that's called a keeper. Okay. And into your belt loop, yes. essentially. So on either side of the keeper are usually 
two steel rivets that hold the end of the that hold the buckle on. Okay. Yep. So that usually signifies also that I am near completion of this belt. I see. And the final touches are just putting these rivets on, and it just it just gives the belt that, especially if it's a, a polished uh, rivet, it just gives it that little bit of flair, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just you know, little reflection in the, especially in the polished ones. And you have to really slam those the uh, the rivet together with a, a tool that I do have. So when I hammer those two rivets in, that is like the final piece, the cannon going off in my Amazing. little workshop, and your belt is complete and send off to shipping. Well, speaking of final pieces, that's the final piece of this particular episode. Oh, boy. Ryan, thank you so much. I've learned so much about belts. This was a, it was really enjoyable having a great discussion about somebody who's interested in talking about belts and I, I hope everybody else is is interested and learned a little bit as well yeah enjoy your belts folks as always the insomnia project is produced by drumcast productions and this particular episode was recorded in toronto canada until next time